hi everybody welcome back to audacity thank you for coming back and i would just also like a round of applause for consistency this is my second week back i think i'm actually i am going to stay strong with this because i think that i have some direction for this podcast like i think obviously i'll still talk about the same things that i'm interested in but like i think i have a new mindset about the podcast so thank you for coming back to listen um first order of business i have a few things i'd like to chat about today for first order of business is fuck the bitches who changed my rating on spotify like dead ass like y'all can meet me outside so it i i just recently i just looked so i of course rated my show a five and then five five other people somehow got my score down to a three and i just think that that's very unfair because i would like to speak from a place of authority which i think that on this subject matter i can actually speak from a place of authority and i know a lot of others i can't and so like but i know this one i can which is i have worked for a big podcast uh app for the past year one of the biggest so i would like to call myself a SME. and for the 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 loser ass five people who tank my score probably doesn't know what a SME is but i would consider myself a subject matter expert i think that i do have some authority to speak on the landscape of podcasting because i've listened to podcasts at nauseum for about a year and some change now maybe a year and a half so i do think that i'm well within my rights to speak on like what's a good podcast so i'm not here to blow smoke up my own ass like i know that i don't have some of the better quality podcasts where they have like music good edits amazing sound quality like it's it's really split up there like i'm not saying i'm one of those girls i'm not one of those girls but i would also like to say i listen to a lot of bad podcasts a lot of bad podcasts and i would like to say i do not think my podcast is it is it get middle tier but three doesn't represent middle maybe three does represent middle tier but to me three doesn't represent middle tier maybe 3.5 maybe a four but a uh a three like y'all got me to a three i i sense a hater so y'all can meet me outside or at least just say it to my face like i know y'all bitches would never say it to my face like come say it to my face or fight me outside because i just don't think the three years representative of everything that i have to give on this show I, I i mean i think i give entertainment i think that you're, you're entertained are you not entertained when you come listen to this podcast i i would think that you are i would hope that you are that's the goal um yeah so fuck y'all nasty bitches that's what nasty people do so anyways i don't have to get on my chest because I looked at that and I was just like, that's very nasty. Okay, so I think I'll always just start with a life update. So life update, I have reached a lot, the end, the, I have the word, like words be escaping me when I get on this. Uh, I reached the end of a life cycle on a crush. That's what I meant to say. And it's taking me some time. So I would, obviously the girls who know me know what what it is but it it took me some time to get to the space which i apologize for having to dump on you because clearly that man is not interested in me whatsoever whatsoever and like i think mm, like it's hard to do this podcast because like i'm i think let's before i hop into this let me let me just hop into like my mind shift around this podcast at first i kind of used this to and let's be frank when i first moved to austin I didn't have very many friends. Like I could really say whatever I wanted to say, but the more I want to talk about my personal life, it would cause me to talk about personal people in my life that I just like, I think I've moved in. I moved on to this part of life where like, there's just some things that you should say to a friend and uh, phone a friend and I'm phoning a friend and saying like, Oh, I got to get this off my chest. Like people in my life, everyone has like people know, like I'll call you and say X, Y, Z happened with like, but I can't do that here because and I just feel like, it puts me in unnecessary drama when I really don't have to be like, I don't have to say, I don't have to say explicitly what I want to say because then the person might come up and talk to me. I really don't want to talk to him about it. Like it could have just stayed an inside thought. And I think what's really powerful is sometimes keeping some thoughts inside. So 
Yeah, I like part of me is like, damn, I just want to go. I really like part of me really wants to be Queen Radio, but Queen Radio, like Nicki Minaj is actually an enemy of the state because like not only because of Queen Radio, but like other things, but like she was just always talk like she was attacking a baby, although like I'm not really going up for the Jenners or the or Travis Scott, but like attacking a baby on radio. And I'm like, girl, I get it. Like you deserve what you deserve. And I think the adults you can be mad at, but a baby like I don't know. So like it, it can't be that it, this can never give Queen Radio because I just feel like. I'm just inviting unnecessary drama to my 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 front play, my front door, and even if like so like even if someone didn't listen, I'm like it's just still out there. Like how I did tell a story about my coworker making a Harry Tubman joke, but then I had to delete the episode because this shoe's like my podcast, and I was just like fuck, you know. And like there's some other stories I really want to tell, but like at what cost to my personal life? So that's why I'm trying to be very light about what I say about this because even though it's a very real thing like ending a life cycle with a crush you like actually just I I was living life with rose-colored glasses for a fucking real because when I tell you this man is fucking lame like I (laughs) want to go in so bad I'm trying to be so fucking nice he can't dress attitude nasty just fucking nasty like I just can't believe I invested that much time and energy into that he oof I thought this is giving way too much. Ugh, it's just like the girls that know, know. And if you did me, I would tell you, I would tell you the full sorted story, but there's just, there's things I just can't have on an audio file out on the internet um, to get back to me. But yeah, what a fucking loser. Just waking up, like waking up and not feeling dumb or stupid or like, well, maybe that's a little derogatory towards myself, but like just feeling like, wow, I just can't believe I wasted some time, like wasted time on an individual such as this very interesting yeah oh there's just so much more I want to say but I just can't because I can't risk it for the biscuit you know like that's why I just have to phone a friend and I have phoned a friend um but yeah I hope I hope one day to get to a place like I actually think my like life goal and how to make my like what what for me would be success is if like I could just talk shit without repercussions because like right now I'm living in an era of if I talk shit there are actually massive repercussions and I think that that would be like success to me of like being not like me being inflammatory like saying whatever I want but like me saying kind of whatever I want and my paycheck is not affected that is my life goal because I just I don't think talking shit is bad like I actually don't think it's a bad thing to talk shit it's cathartic and I think like obviously maybe this is fucking wrong but this is my truth but like when I talk shit about people I don't like I'm not saying like oh you're fat ugly you're evil inside like I'm not saying like oh like very derogatory things or like saying things to be harmful I just talk shit about how people have acted in relation to me like if you did something to me that I found kind of weird yeah I'm gonna say something back because I thought that was weird maybe not say it to you duh I'm talking shit but I'm gonna say it to a friend and I think that that is how I talk shit it's not like well, I did just call somebody a loser, but I feel like that's a little different, though. Like, I think loser is just an aura and a spirit about you. Like, you can still be a good person and be a loser, or you can also be a bad person and be a loser. I don't know. So, like, I feel like maybe calling someone a loser is not the same thing as being like, oh. But actually, I take that back. He he was a loser in how he acted with me. So, he could be not a loser to somebody else, and I'm pretty sure he's not a loser to somebody else. But to me, he's a big, fat fucking loser. So, I take that back. I'm not saying, like, oh, he's a bad person. Well, he's a bad person but I'm not (laughs) I guess I am saying that but that wasn't a part of the original spiel I'm just saying though that like in relationship to actually in relationship to me he's a bad person so yeah I I don't know I think talking shit is cathartic and healthy and I I, that's how I I desire to reach success it's like I can just say whatever I not like inflammatory but say whatever I want and there's no consequences like find money because right now like I'm feeling very 
I'm feeling silenced. Were you silent or silenced? And most of the time I've been silenced because if I have something to say, really am I silent? So I'm actually, I think Oprah, what an amazing question. Were you silent or were you silenced? Maybe tattoo worthy. Okay, also I've been trying to get some tattoos, but the girl who I wanted to do it, she totally flaked. But let me actually walk you through some of my tattoo ideas. So I want to get, actually, I've just decided this. I want to get sex, money, feelings, die on like my inner uh, wrist, my forearm. It's just a Lecky Lee, Lee song. I hope I said that bitch's name right. It's a Lecky Lee song, but it's actually such a good song. So I highly suggest you listen to it. Ooh, we're going to get into some music today. I feel excited to do this episode, actually. Okay, so I want to get sex, money, feelings, die. And then on my ass cheek, I want to get love, don't get no higher. From 204080 at the trap, hit it with the rap, put it on the map, bring it right back. Call me when you want to get... Okay, tell me that's actually... I didn't think I did a renaissance ranking. I didn't do a renaissance ranking. Maybe I'll, I'll say that for the next episode. But that is the best song on the album, Fight Your Mom. Like, you actually got to go fight your mom and fight your grandmama. I don't care. But, like, it is the best song on the album. And if you say otherwise, I just think your taste level is lacking. So, like, anyways. So, yes, those are the tattoos that I want to get done. I, um, I don't know. I'm trying to get tatted. And I want to get a playing card. But maybe the playing card is supposed to be where sex, money, feelings die. So maybe it's good I didn't get that tattoo because I think I actually do want to get sex, money, feelings die. Because I think like if I could actually sum up a proper life cycle for me, I think it would actually, I listen to the song, but I think it would actually be sex, money, feelings die. I think that's like a proper life cycle for me. So anyways, yeah. So that's, that's a little spiel about <laughs> some tattoos that I want to get. I think also too, my my, my podcast my podcast could benefit from some organization because in the intro I just get so distracted but like I feel like it's like having actually I feel like it's like having a conversation like you know you're talking to a friend you'll jump 10 topics at least for my friends and maybe that's not how yet but like we just jump topics and like we're on something totally different but like it, you're still following right like I'm connecting the dots like it's not like I'm bringing something random I went from talking about were you silent or silent uh to tattoos to we're gonna talk about some music so yes anyways let's hop into today's episode so like I kind of don't want to talk about how men suck because I actually like I feel like part of me like has a lot to say with them part of me is like I just don't really have time to be fucking in gender wars like I don't have time to be arguing with a man about like why I think men suck when even though they should know it too like they should know that patriarchy is is killing everybody like I don't know like but like I just I just don't really want this podcast to devolve into that because I just don't have the fucking energy because I'm like that shit is draining 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 okay so today we're going to talk about is, but I do have time, I do have time and energy to speak about white women. So today we're going to talk about Taylor Speak Now, or Taylor Swift's her Speak Now, her Taylor's version just, just dropped. So I, uh, I guess, I had, I did, I recorded a whole episode about this, but I never put it out because I was actually just seeing her songs and like doing a listening party live and that was not helpful to anybody. Um, but I actually, I wouldn't consider myself, maybe I was, a, I, I don't think I was a Swifty. Like, you know, some people are like, oh, I like Beyonce's music, but I'm not in her hive. Not that. I'm in her, I'm in Beyonce's hive, but I would say I liked, I liked Taylor Swift's music, but I was never in her, like, army. Does she have an army? I don't know what she has. Like, I was never a part of the Swifties. And I also liked Taylor Swift pre-1989. I thought that at the time, also when I was listening to it, like, that was really good music. Like, so I'm just... I'm going to talk about what led me up to being, uh, to this, to Taylor Swift speak or her Taylor Swift speak now Taylor's version, because I actually, in retrospect, I just didn't realize how much I love speak now. Like I was bumping in the car and I was like, Whoa, she just kind of ate it a bit. So let's start with the beginning of her discography. Do they put this in fucking order? Um, okay. We have Taylor Swift. 
self-named album and this is where she has um picture to burn and this is also where she has uh my our song is the same as green door sneaking up late tapping on your window when you're on the phone and you talk real slow because it's late and your mama don't know i think i actually can remember that maybe i was in third grade or no it's maybe second grade like i was in elementary school when the song came out um and i thought wow like she has some things to talk about as a teenager and she i think i get that maybe i do like her in her pop bag because she has three songs on her new her new joint that i'm like you i'm not your biggest fan i think that like as a white woman you're not the best but like i do like this music and i think that's also where i've come with Nicki minaj i think that she's not the best person but uh princess diana the i'm like she's actually like pound town remix like she's really coming with some hits so i'm like girl i just gotta i gotta put that to the side okay so then we have fearless fearless she ate up fearless too so you have love story white horse you belong with me okay i mean i'm not a super fan and forever and always because i don't be really knowing all her songs like that like that like i took a couple off the album now speak now i was talking to a, a friend and she was like the Taylor's version doesn't sound as good as the real version. And I think she's right because I feel like the new version kind of sounds like, girl, you didn't been through some things. Like, this, I feel like when you're listening to the the first album, it's very doughy and, like, young. And, like, you feel, you can feel the hope in what she's talking about. You can feel the raw emotion because she's, like, talking about uh, my, you are the best thing that's ever been mine. Like, but you can feel how hopeful that sounds. I feel like she kind of sounds like, because I think she's been through some things. But like, girl, this is not, this is not how life is like. Like, I think I was just smoking crack you know what I mean but she has speak now um which I think Ariana Grande would like because basically like she runs to the wedding the whole lyrics let me see if I can quote the lyrics actually oh the first thing is I'm not the type of girl to be really showing up at a white veil occasion but you are not the type of boy to be marrying the wrong girl so she's breaking up a wedding here so I'm like uh banger but like you're a teenager what do you know about this? I think she's 19 because she talks about in the following song, which is Dear John, which she ate up. I forgot about that they dated. So I'm like, John Mary, you're a fucking weirdo. Like, what the fuck were you doing dating a fucking child? But Dear John is where she packed John Mary up and was like, I'm putting you on blast and I see you. And she really did eat up this song. Like, don't you think I was too young to be messed with the girl in the dress? Cries the whole way home. I should have known. Or you should have known. Because not on her. You should have known. I think, wow. Okay. And I... I know what you're saying like it's giving fan energy but I just want you to know, it's it's good music like I'm not here to say like oh I'm super fan it's just good music you have mean where she's calling out bitches who are haters and like someday I'll be living in a big old city city and all you're gonna ever do is be is mean she kind of ate that up okay now the story of us is we're standing alone in a crowded room and I'm dying to know is it killing you like it's killing me and I don't know what to say just a twist of fate when it all broke oh I don't know why I know that that's kind of embarrassing <laughs> but that's a good song that's a good song never grow up never wants to grow up which is also reminiscent of slipping through my fingers of ABBA like I love a little sentimental song like that that it it requires you to look back at time and like your relationship to your parents, even though like my relationship with my parents is what it is. I mean, I still think that that's just very cute. So she kind of ate that up. Enchanted. I was enchanted to meet you. This night is shining. Don't you let it go. I'm wonderstruck dancing all the way home. Okay. Ate that up. Enchanted. Good. Better than revenge. Uh, innocent. Uh, haunted. She wrote about Kanye, which I mean, I see both sides. It's like I see both sides on that in that matter. So 
whatever last kiss i never thought we have our last kiss i never thought we end up like this per and then a long live that to me is like high school anthem like like imagine if friday night lights was a little less grittier maybe it's like more of like maybe and if all american was like a white version of all american so kind of combine those like two football stars and then you're just running out on the field and homecoming and you're just playing the song long live let me put the lyrics so you can like really get the vision let me give you really the vision trying to be descriptive here so like i said (laughs) you're on the field and you have fans cheering and you're about to run out and it's your homecoming game maybe you're a senior (laughs) and it's your last game I'm sorry, I don't know why. I just want you to get the vision. And it's your last game. Sorry, I'm like, it's not this funny, but I'm making myself laugh, so I apologize. And you just hear this song come on, and it's like, you hear just like a a low guitar that's kind of doom, 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 doom. And then the lyrics are, I said, remember this moment in the back of my mind. The time we stood with our shaking hands, the oh, the crowds and stands went wild. Oh, like she's actually telling the story. So she actually, oh God, I don't want to give this person credit, Tyler. I don't want to give you credit, but maybe she, Tyler always goes. Taylor Swift is actually a really good storyteller, and maybe she actually really is a good storyteller because, like, even though like I hadn't, I didn't know the lyrics word for word, bar for bar. I I kind of picked up on the vision that she's putting down because she's already putting the lyrics. We were kings and queens. They read off our names. The night we danced like you knew our lives would never be the same. You held your head like a hero on a history book page. It was the end of a decade, but the start of an age. Ooh, she kind of ate. So anyways, so just picture that. Like, that's how she ends the album. She started off strong. Mine actually goes hella crazy. I'm like, I used to understand you could feel that that many emotions at that age at like 19 because that's actually insane but she ate that so like she ate that okay and we still have time to build we still have time to build we're just on speak now okay the in the deluxe which i'm trying to see on the deluxe oh if this was a movie she kind of ate that up no get into the deluxe though if this was a movie and superman yeah so very good album very very good album okay so then we moved to red and i actually did like red she had, I knew you were trouble, I knew you were trouble when you walked in, I'm not a big all too well girl, and I don't understand how she's been winning awards for a 10 minute song, that's actually insane, I'm not listening to a song for 10 minutes, um, that's not true, but like not that song for 10 minutes, 22, 8, we are never ever getting back together, okay, she, there's two, oh, there's three unsung, four unsung songs on the rest of this album, Okay, we had sad, beautiful, tragic. We had a beautiful, tragic love affair. What a sad, beautiful, tragic love affair. Eight. Okay. Um, the last time with uh, the guy from Snow Patrol who sings that song, If I Lay Here, If I Just Lay, whatever the name of that song is. You, uh, hopefully, you know what I'm talking about. Like, I feel like it's been in a Grey's episode. I feel like it's been places. But then she has a song, Him, and it's called La- The Last Time. And I think y'all actually need to get into it. Like, Ooh, chef's kiss like it's actually you're feeling the emotion you're feeling the I wish I knew music but like you can just feel it's a conversation and actually I love songs with a conversation like if y'all are just having a conversation I'm like I'm I'm engaged in this like there's a song called poison and wine which it's from this group or it's this group called poison and wine and what's the song okay the song is actually called poison and wine but it's from this group called the civil wars and apparently like they were having an affair but they were both married but in this song you can just hear them like 
begging with one another, pleading with another, but like you're conflicted. So it's actually giving that type of energy. Like the last time is giving that type of energy. Anyways, then everything has changed with uh, Ed Sheeran. Tell me why I kind of also go up for old Ed Sheeran. Like not this new shit, but old Ed Sheeran. Maybe I gotta do Ed Sheeran deep dive because I think that Ginger really had it going on. I don't like this new shit where he's like into Afro beats and all other shit. I don't like that, but old Ed Sheeran, singer song. I think girls need to bring back singer songwriters. Like let's bring back singer songwriters. Not everything has to be pop. Not everything has to be some rap flick. None of that. Singer songwriter, get on the fucking guitar or get on the keyboard and just sing a ballad or give me something. Like, I think that's where the girls are really at their strength. Okay. So then we have Begin Again on a Wednesday in a cafe. I watched it begin again. And it's just all about starting over and rebirth. <laughs> I'm just making myself laugh. I sound so fucking stupid right now, but I just like it. And now we get into, and I kind of did bump reputation. And I'm going to tell you where I skipped out on. And then, but we're going to, we're going to go through 1989. She, 1989 was actually, I had taken a break from her because I was like, okay, red, that was fine. But Maybe I was actually, in retrospect, actually super invested in Red, but that's not the point. I think, so 1989 came out in 2014, and Red came out 2012. 1989 was so, so, so good. I put my white friends on 1989. I introduced the girl. to something that was great here. So we have Welcome to New York. We've been waiting for you. Welcome. To, I don't really like that song. Okay. Then we have Blank Space, um, which... It just went popular, but that, like, I, it was playing, so it played, right? But it wasn't my favorite style, because you got that James Dean daydream look in your eyes, and I got that red lip classic thing that you like. She ate that up. She ate that up. Okay. I actually, like, I don't, I think the only full album that I've liked of Taylor's is probably Speak Now to its most entirety. Like, I don't really like all of her songs on an album. I just like the, like, the, the songs that I do like, I do like. I don't like Bad Blood, and I also don't like the music video. Uh, Wildest Dreams, say you'll remember me. Staring in a nice dress, staring at the sunset, babe. Red lips and rosy cheeks, say you'll send me again, even if it's just in your... And that, she ate that, so she ate that up. And after this, I was like, I'm kind of invested, because she like went into her like feminism bag, I feel like, and... <sighs> I just think like white women just don't do feminism right. And I, that's also going to go into my Barbie review because I went to go see Barbie. Spoilers. But I, who even listens to this to even have these spoilers? So whatever. Uh, but I went to go see Barbie. And there's also an article linked together. But we're going to get there. We're going to get there. So this one, she went to her white feminism bag. And I was just like, fuck, don't care. But she did have a song on Reputation. But the only reason I like it is because it has a uh, future and Ed Sheeran. That is such an insane combo. And it's called Endgame. And I actually think that like, out of every other song that I said listen to, actually, you don't even have to listen to it. Even though I, I highly recommend Speak Now. I think that that's an amazing album. It's actually so insane, but it's so good. And I think that Future and Ed Sheeran actually make the album. Okay, so then we go to Lover, Folklore, Not Into It, Evermore. Um, I think it's, which one was with um, Bonnie Bear? That song, Bonnie Bear. I wasn't really into these. Oh, Exile. I do like that song, though. I think they ate that up. And the only reason I liked it, because I think that you used it perfectly. So... That is where I actually end with, uh, oh, Midnight's. We got Midnight's. Now, okay. I think there are three really great songs here on uh, Midnight's. And I think that Lavender Haze is one of them. Now, even though I think that, like, I'm I'm not a feminist the way that Taylor Swift is a feminist. Like, I think we just live different lives. 
lavender haze i just want this white lady to be so free so bad come like girl like what you're saying is actually true i see this for you this is probably not my reality because i'm like one of the lines is like uh what well, i mean i guess i do want to see me as a hoe but not a housewife like it's just crazy anyways so she starts off meeting me at midnight which per i just actually don't feel like seeing this right now anyways just listen to lavender haze um all they keep asking me is if I'm going to be your bride. The only kind of girl they see, only kind of girl, is a one night over why. I, I, I find it dizzying, yeah, oh yeah. They're bringing up my history, yeah, oh yeah. But you weren't even listening, yeah, oh yeah. I feel the lavender haze creeping up on me. So real. I'm damned if I do give a damn what people say. Okay, she kind of ate that up. I was getting upset because I just couldn't find my note. So I was like, I just don't want to see this because I cannot find my note. So she has Lavender Haze, Antihero, which I kind of didn't like at first. But I think, okay, so my friend is a different reading, but I like oh, how they, they take the song. But I just find that song to be very like, I'm just going to like talk about a couple lines. I'm like, wow, like I, this is how I see it and this relates to me. This is the course i think i think but she goes also directly at the sun but never in the mirror it must be exhausting always rooting for the anti-hero and i really took that line to be like i will never like i will i will stare at an issue but i'll never look in the mirror to reflect or change that issue and i find that that, that just that line i'll stare directly at the sun but never in the mirror i'm like i sometimes do that where it's like or i feel like i deal of like that's just very powerful it's like it, it's very visual to me to be like I'll always check the issue, but I'll, I'll never check the time to reflect in the mirror. And I kind of don't want to be that person. And she goes, must be exhausting, always rooting for the anti-hero. Like, if I'm, al- I'm always fucking up, so it must be exhausting, you know, rooting for me. I don't know. So I find that that's very interesting. I didn't feel very strong on that last line. So maybe let me run through the song in my, si- some, my time, myself some time to clarify. Um, but another line I like is, I should not be left to my own devices. It comes with crisis. Um... Oh, I should not be left to my own devices. They come at prices and vices. I end up in crisis. Tales all this time. I'm like, well, she kind of ate that. She kind of ate that. That's a good line. And then, um, this is how I take this. Me sometimes I feel like everybody's a sexy baby and I'm the monster on the hill, which my friend has a totally different meaning. So like, but whatever. Songs are meant to be, because I'm trying to understand his meanings. So I think like it could be valid. Like I just want to get there so I can understand. But how I interpret this to mean is just like sometimes I feel like everybody's really that bitch and I'm just this big fucking bad monster. I'm the bad guy, Chun Li. And um, too big to hang out, slowly lurching towards your favorite city. Like I'm just like this big fucking bad guy that's just like uh, uh, harming people. Even though I don't think, like it's just kind of a mess. Like, and did you hear my covert narcissism like, like disguised as altruism, like some kind of congressman? She kind of ate that up. I'm not gonna lie um and then what's another line that i liked hold on okay and there's maybe one there may be one more line but i'm just going to check okay no i think that's it i think that's a really great song and then karma Ooh, okay like some people could think karma is bad but i don't think karma is bad um and i just really love the, the course like karma is a because karma is my boyfriend i hate the remix i hate the remix i don't understand why ice spice would do no dumb shit like that also in the same time period that her boyfriend who's at her ex is being fucking scrutinized because he's made jokes about her and anti-asian jokes like it was a lot happening i was like girl and you put this lady on your fucking remix and it's bad like i don't understand but i do think nikki would have ate up karma like i think nikki would have like she would have put a, a verse or two on that and i think that's where she should have went but like I yeah I just think that I should release like she should erase that from her career because that was like I don't know whose idea that was that was a bad idea 
but karma is my boyfriend karma is a god i think she ate that up so like this is all in all to just really give love to speak now i thought that was amazing um really represents such a, a big time period in my life i like was, i think it was like middle school and i had to do summer school uh and yeah that was just like the album of the summer for me so i think that she really did eat this up um but the old version the new version is just a sounding like she sounds a little jaded and it doesn't sound like she really had that fire in her when she was <laughs> she really had that fire in her when she was doing speak now so yes okay so that is the speak now okay let's get into barbie okay this is me in the post edit i realized i totally forgot to mention something that's very important i mentioned the article earlier so basically i think it was the new york post posted something about how like uh, taylor swift and barbie are bringing back what it means to focus on girlhood and i was like it was written by white woman duh but i was just like girl like and that's the point like i can't imagine how it'd be so crazy to be um like an actual black Taylor Swift fan. That's why I'm actually not a fan because I actually just don't care about like any of that her personal shit. I do look at it from the side. I'm like, ooh, but like I don't really deeply care, so it doesn't affect me. But like, it must be very isolating to be in the black uh, black Taylor Swift or a Swifty fan because I, I could just imagine the fan base is like they excuse a lot of her shit that like she's like they're like I don't know. There's just not that much diversity in her fan base, but also like just that article I was like I just that's not what my like I thought it was a cute movie don't get me wrong and like some kids like really might see that movie and be like wow like this has changed my life this has been a formative moment in my life and same for the Taylor Swift concert but I don't know I just think it's from a very white perspective because like Barbie was a cute summer movie I couldn't even imagine that being formative I can imagine Little Mermaid being formative to like a young black girl I think as a young black girl that would have been really cool to see like things like that are more affirmative um and like I think renaissance was more affirmative for my like uh, a pivotal like moment in my life um so it just makes me think that like I don't know I think obviously it's about perspective because it's who's who's writing the article but I think that sometimes the white women speak for all women and they don't recognize that their experiences are really based on their identities or like they can more relate to certain things like I and maybe on the Taylor Swift side that's me mass assuming but I can only imagine like her fan base is heavily white um that who's the demographic for Taylor Swift and who's uh the demographic for uh sorry who's a demographic for uh Barbie which I think it's all women too but I do think it is about a particular type of woman's experience so that is one thing and that is I'm I'm now going back so hopefully that makes sense in the rest of the episode I'm gonna go see Barbie it was like hell to get tickets uh but I think like, I think that it was a really technically good movie. Like the acting was superb. I don't understand why people were saying like, oh, Ryan Gosling is too old to play him. I think that Ryan Gosling is the only person who could have done it successfully because he was like embodying the character. I was like, whoa, like he was acting. And I felt Margot Robbie was acting. I think she was perfect for because she, she is beautiful and she really do be acting down. Like the girl does have a discography. Uh, do, uh, do actors have a discography or is that i feel like that's only music um yeah that's only for music discography filmography okay duh anyways yeah her film her film filmography is crazy (laughs) i feel so stupid for that (laughs) 
that makes sense but anyways yes filmography is crazy so i think that she did an amazing job love america for her down her i think her filmography is actually amazing did a little girl i thought loved all of i loved isa perfect president like i loved all those people not a big fan of simu but okay so like yeah technically good the acting was amazing the vibes were great the set design was amazing the editing it was all amazing like amazing quality but i just felt like i couldn't really connect to the story like i just felt like like so like america first she has this big uh monologue uh about like what it's like to be a woman and i'm like like no shit like when they sounds like no shit like it yes you, you have to do all these things and but then i also was like as a black woman i just like like i can see where you're coming from to some degree but then also i'm black so like i just felt like that was clearly missing but then in retrospect i was like duh this is a movie about a white lady a white barbie directed by a white woman and written by a white woman and a white man like duh it's actually not gonna encapsulate so i just felt like i couldn't connect to it on that like on that wave of like and of, I think too, like how they kind of like uh, circumvent you totally feeling that way is because all Barbies of all different sizes, shapes, identities, like there's so many different Barbies, but at the true core of it, it's about a white Barbie. And I think too, like I was listening to Matt, um, Matt Rogers and Boeing Yang, they like did a live, like, and kind of briefly talked about it. And they made such a good point. Like I remember like looking at the press tours, so, like the press runs and, and Easter Ray kept talking about the IP. And I think maybe Greta had talked about it too, but like, I just, I obviously, obviously it's a Mattel movie, but I didn't realize how um integrated mattel like how like they had to show scenes to mattel like the, mattel had like obviously they were giving up their ip so they had some sway over like what was in the movie so i felt like will ferrell's character like i don't think you love women like that you're in the business of making money off women and insecurities but i don't think like oh because it's, it's characters like i just want to make a toy for little women or like women and i love women and all such i'm like okay yeah anyways like it felt like someone was and this is what matt said it felt like a big fucking commercial and it was a big commercial like for barbies but they weren't doing the marketing right because no shade all of those barbies should be on the show and you should be bringing back certain barbies like you you i feel like they're not really if they really want to make a physical toy sales they would do it that way but i feel like they're playing crackhead games um but um yeah i don't know so like the, I, there was an ip process like there was an ip part of it but also like they're talking about if you think about it from play logic like the way that they move and the way they do things and the, like the way that they're like overacting or acting is because like this is how barbie like this is how you a person would play with barbies like for example when she flies off the roof like and you put her in her car your car which i think is actually very brilliant i remember doing that with my i had a barbie volkswagen and i'll put my barbie in a car just fucking like that also i was talking to my friend and we were talking about how us like we're losing recipes because us playing with barbies is like the manual sims and it like so was like girl i was living a life like i was i was a storyteller with my barbies in my vehicle like i was doing manual sims i think we need to bring back a recipe because we're actually losing recipes i'm like when i was like girl you can do the sims but like i just think it's a little more iconic to do it with your hands like i don't know like let's get physical so yeah i feel like if you look about with play logic you can see that like um it's like how you would play with Barbies, which I think is very interesting. Like it had some very like interesting components. I think at the heart of it, I like couldn't connect with it, even though like I thought it had very endearing moments, but also too, like I should have watched it before I did this, but I might come back next week and talk about Life Size. It kind of reminded me of Life Size, but I love Life Size and I actually could see myself in Tyra Banks. I remember having that shit on VHS. Like I love Life Size. I think it's actually very similar to Life, or Life Size, except in, in Life Size, she goes back to the lane, like, she goes back to the Barbie land and this time Greta like or Margot Robbie's character Barbie um 
like lives in the adult world which i was like okay very interesting that part i didn't really get at the end like how she became to be a real person i thought she should have stayed in barbie land but okay so like that part i didn't get but i also thought great story very fun watch and not upset about it um just yeah no personal connection which i'm kind of sad about because i like i thought about like when i saw that the trailer for everything everywhere even though i know obviously smaller film like totally different vibes whatever but in terms of like a feeling of like I'm so excited for this when I go here I don't have no idea what to expect but you have like you have like when I saw everything everywhere I was um, crying like it I was laughing I was like all the emotions Barbie was feeling I was feeling that in that movie because I just knew that it was going to be good and it just like it surpassed my expectations of what I thought the movie was It, it was actually the first time I watched the movie like I left it there like damn bitch like I was also kind of high too so I was like whoa like this is kind of sobering me up like I don't know what's happening here so I like yeah anyways so I thought that I would have that kind of feeling of like I have no idea what to expect but like oh it's gonna be a good expectation but I saw and I was like I'm trying really hard to connect with this but like I'm it's just not going for me even though so many heartfelt moments and I thought too like so many heartfelt moments for white women, I guess. And for that, I have empathy because, you know, I kind of see it. Like, I see, can understand. But, like, it wasn't for me necessarily. I think, like, I was more of a life-size girly, and that's okay. Also, like, I think the storyline, too, like, I, they focus a lot on patriarchy or, like, talking about patriarchy. And, like, I don't know, you see all these reactions from, like, Ben Shapiro, which, I like, that's actually a loser. Like, such a loser. Um, and, like, a lot of these, like, right-wing or, like, talk people whatever like shitting on barbie and i'm like i was like they're really not saying anything even crazy y'all like they're really not reading y'all the way that y'all could be read like they're not even giving that like it's light jokes about patriarchy of like i kind of i really want to go into the plot but like how ken sets up kingdom and like he goes to the real world and he finds out what patriarchy is and that's the way that men can have power in barbie land so he tries to institute power in barbie land um (laughs) in retrospect talking about it it's kind of funny and also it's very play logic because like you just go to the real world and you bring back patriarchy to your barbie land and then all the barbies are like just like it's kind of play logic i do see that totally a thousand percent i think it was cute like it was cute but some of the scenes were like i think barbie was stepping into herself and like acknowledging like who she was and like experiencing feelings and emotions for the first time i can only have so much empathy because like i just don't think i don't i don't view the world through a white woman's lens so like like some of the shit i was like i mean i guess sister i'm like trying to think of examples um when she kept sitting down to these like white old these white old women i was like that's cute for y'all but like i'm not looking at ruth whatever the creative barbie and being like thanks girl for making like that that's not my tea or like when she sits down next to that granny I think I would say that to a black woman you know what I mean <laughs> so like she like that where I was just like I see you but like I can't have that person-to-person experience you know what I mean even though like there were beautiful things about like aging being beautiful outside of the stereotypical bar I don't know yeah it was okay like it just wasn't it didn't it you didn't do what needed to be done but it was like also you did in a way like it was fun but it was just not for me which made me sad because I was like so ready to get into it. I thought it was gonna be so good but 
it was just okay and fuck mark ronson because you fucked up the soundtrack like you fucked up the soundtrack so bad i don't understand why flo millie was not on there yeah so anyways that is my barbie um commentary okay i'm really not gonna try i'm gonna try to really keep these at 45 minutes because so i'm gonna try to keep this last part late so another large part of my personality is i'm actually a bravo stan i'm in the bravo universe it's actually my dying last goal and dream to go to BravoCon, which at this point i need to really take seriously because it just seems like the world is on a kilter and like it just seems like a lot is happening like i think that there's not much time left for us which also makes me sad because i'm like i couldn't just find like a cute little boo thing to last into the world with but like it's actually giving apocalyptic vibes right now so my last dying dr- goal is to go to BravoCon. so i actually have to make that shake and i need them to come back to new york so i can go in new york um but i want to find that's like fun good drama but then like you have um like they're fighting over a cheese plate or like um lingerie looking like, like i don't know just like stupid shit i know i'm not explaining but like stupid shit that i'm just like girls like let's get back to the fundamentals here and like also study like good co- like how to move on from something and say i'm sorry and keep it pushing and like keep it like i think that house has to be like the right amount of delusion but lightness and hilarity like you're either you're laughing at how ludicrous like what you're fighting over is like sometimes it can just get like some seasons of the show have been dark like very dark like this is not like what i come to bravo for but then i don't know like they had like the real Roni was canceled because they couldn't actually tackle race like it was actually so bad i was like jesus christ so they just canceled the show and never had a reunion and now these ladies are going on like the the bootleg version of a show that they have on bravo like it's insane but all that to say is like nini basically just did uh an interview with carlos king which carlos king also has a podcast reality with the king i highly recommend it i also watch all of his shows on own they are interesting shows like all the men are like raging he-man woman haters but i still watch because it's good entertainment like i'm not gonna pass up good entertainment and it is it is interesting love reality but like yeah honestly they all kind of suck and they all like are married to women but they actually hate the women they're married to they have to because like if they did they wouldn't act like that it's actually pretty much insane but anyways uh nini went on his show to do like an interview it's insane because she hasn't ever really given an interview like this like she's done radio shows um and also her husband died greg leaks which is like one of the best house husbands in bravo in my opinion um and so she does this interview and like basically she's just like talking her shit like she should can i, can I talk my shit again like she's just talking her shit and saying like i did x y and z i've done this i made the show which she didn't make the show like all these other things and so then everyone on twitter is just like she needs to get beside herself or she's being bitter or whatever and i'm like this i don't understand why nini's getting painted like that like i get that like so she had two really bad last seasons, but also her husband was dying of cancer her like life partner so i'm like i'm like y'all should really have some empathy of like that lady was going through and she was losing her husband in front of her eyes like she, and she's like has said like i don't know what i'm gonna do without him like literally her husband did everything for her like took care of the house like stuff like that like things that she didn't think about so like yeah so her last two seasons yeah they were kind of bad but like i think that she was just really going through it um and like people are just like she should be humble and all this other stuff and I, i'm like she also did sue the network for racism which i'm like also like i think that bravo is actually a very racist org they don't treat their black housewives nowhere near how they treat their white their white housewives so i'm like i totally believe that i also think that like 
I don't think she like I don't think going back to like they want her to be humble. I don't think she has to be humble because like she actually does so much and like she does she has done so much for the meme culture like TikTok sounds like there's so many. I have a refrigerator on my fridge that somebody got me. Hold on, let me pull it off and read because it's an infamous line. My friend Haley got this for me, a guest of the pod. What is this, honey? I was shocked, honey. I mean, I was almost in tears. And they had a white refrigerator. I was like, ooh, not a white refrigerator. And, like, honestly, I think she's changed the way that we look at refrigerators. Like, when I see a white refrigerator, like, it could be a fridge. I'm going to make it a point to call it a white refrigerator because it's a white refrigerator. Like, she's actually changed culture lexicon. Like, um so nasty and so rude so nasty and so rude and she's just repeating that like she's iconic she has so many good let's go to puerto rico candy and drop some beats which actually if you want to get into like i think you should get a real house of atlanta like uh she has um it's puerto rico i can't remember what season it is but look for puerto rico uh, like some phaedra's accusing one of the housewives of doing crack cocaine because her she played a crackhead like <laughs> insulting her outfits um then she gets called out by the other late girl because phaedra's husband is a, a felon so he's going to jail for eight years for fraud and she says to phaedra my man has been here for eight years and yours is going because he's going to jail for eight years like <laughs> oh god like it's actually such good tv and then they just have a whole reading session with claudia and like nini's calling it's like uh, so good like that is good tv um she gave us this the best one of the best episodes of Rust of Planet Puerto Rico. Like she like in Bia Bia, I don't know if I'm saying noise, Bia is doing a song with her and when she goes bling bling bling, bitches is mad. When she gets that Rolex and she goes, Ooh, this is getting weird. <laughs> and it's like uh, so good. So like I just hate that the people are trying to humble Nini and I'm just like let her talk her shit. She fully deserves it. Like she has changed culture. Um and like you shouldn't hate on that like no matter how she feels now and she's also being funny in the uh, interview and like you're saying she's bitter and i'm like yeah there's some people in my life who i will always talk shit about you could ask me a question about them and i'm always gonna eat them up and i'm never gonna stop that's all she's doing is like girl you i feel like you aggrieved me so yeah i'm gonna eat you up every time someone misses your name and i feel like that's normal though so like i don't understand what the issue is so i just i think people love to hate any leaks and they shouldn't i think she's human there are worse reality stars on bravo yes she did sue bravo so she probably can't come back but they are racist like multiple things can be true like and ultimately nini's iconic and i just had to come here to take my space to clear her name because i just hate how they did my sis i just feel like that's just actually not true okay anyways and while i'm on bravo okay so i was at work and i this is okay though because i don't know this person um but I was having a conversation with a, a white gay about Bravo. And I just kind of feel like how white people digest Bravo is actually very insane. Cause I'm like, are we watching the same show? Like he was saying that Karen, um, Huger from Russell Potomac, which is also an amazing show. Another, it's one of the black house live shows. Um, she was reading Giselle Knowles or not Giselle Knowles, Giselle Bryant, Giselle Lax Bryant, as Wendy would call her. Um, down and she said that's why you have a hot box from sing sing and you're a broken whore from hampton university <laughs> and he was like i don't really get the hot box from sing sing line i'm like i mean she has an std and she got it from prison like that to me is <laughs> like 
to me that simple mathematics and also that's nasty like if someone said that to me i'd be like girl i just don't even know what to say and then then proceeding to call her a broken whore from hampton university and then get to the reunion and apologize to hampton university but not for calling giselle a broken whore <laughs> that's hilarious like that to me it's that even though that doesn't say that may not sound like good tv to somebody it's actually pinnacle house and it's actually good so like just having a conversation with them i'm like you just cannot be consuming bravo in the right way but they'll eat up like beverly hills which i cannot stand beverly hills or they'll eat up um i feel like Haley's gonna get mad at me about this but dallas i feel like um what other ones oh they'll eat up roni but they, so roni is a bit of a hot debate because and this is my last point i'm getting off because basically they, like i said they, their show got canceled because like they just handled race so bad and it was like in the, the george Floyd, like i hate that we referred to it as a george Floyd. it was when shit, shit was shaking and we thought that we were gonna get free but we just never did um or maybe nobody thought we, like maybe we were never gonna, maybe no one thought we were gonna get free whatever um but it was having that time and they integrated the show which i think they need to I'm, you know, I'm, I'm about to stop integrating TV shows. I think we have to stop integrating TV shows because it just puts a lot of burden on the black cast member, uh, at least for reality shows that I've seen on Bravo. It puts a lot of stress on them to like be the racial representative. And like while these white women who are actually a fucking mess just like don't have to deal with that. So like her name is Ebony K. Williams. So she integrated Roni and the show just like, yeah, it just went downhill. But I think that like, I think that she ruined the show. But the, the way that I think that she ruined the show is probably not the way that, like, a white viewer thinks she ruined the show. Like, I think she ruined the show because she was trying to have real-ass conversations with these old white New Yorker men. And one of them, Ramona Singer, hangs out at Mar-a-Lago. And, like, she may be a COVID spreader. Like, stuff like that where I'm just, like, you're hanging out with the wrong crowd to get this across. These are older white women who pr- probably do not interface with a lot of black people. So they end up one cast member ended up bringing on her black friend to show that she had black friends. It was actually in retrospect, a very insane experiment. She like, I just think she was trying to have conversations with people who are not ready to have conversations. And she was coming on the show with a message, which is not bad, but it's hard to come into the show with a message when that's who your cast members are. Cause like when the stuff was happening with Atlanta, it's an all black cast. So like, yeah, they were doing things like they were showing the product. They were doing things. But it was all black cast. And I'm pretty sure production who's supportive of that. Cause it makes sense for like what the demographic of the show. Ebony's was like, girl, these white women could give a fuck less about what you're talking about. And like, it got so bad. Like they had this black Shabbat because they're talking about Jewish people who were, or black people who are Jewish. And then one of the, the hosts for the black Shabbat was talking about how she almost lost her life giving birth to her child and then Ramona Singer who's the Mar-a-Lago lady was like well I almost lost my life they didn't take me seriously and I'm a painkillers either and everyone was just like girl what the fuck and then she peed in their front <laughs> she peed in their driveway like fucking unladylike like it's actually very insane but like I think that that she just ruined the show because or maybe she didn't ruin the show maybe I should change that word but like she the show ended with that because like, I think she's just trying to have a conversation and a racial reckoning with people who do not give a fuck and who are kind of racist and classist. Like, I don't think these people actually really give a fuck. And she did. She also did have a real storyline about trying to find her real sister, which uh, Melissa Gorka from New Jersey could never actually say that she was about to find a sibling. Like, so she did have a real storyline, which I appreciate. Like, she she was trying, but, like, I just think wrong cast. Um, if you watch the franchise in totality, it is like being a white fan or being a black fan in a majorly white space. So yeah, thank you for listening. 
I hope we had a good time today. Um, I am sorry that I did nerd out about Taylor Swift, but that's just a side of me. Like, you know, I have to share those sides. So anyways, I'll see you in the next episode.